spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to the Gentleman's Lounge, your home for all things fantasy football. I'm your host, the man who everyone loves to point their finger at and say, there is the bad guy. The guy who's won six division championships. He's won three league championships, the most hated and feared man in all of fantasy football, Bronson McNellis. And with me tonight is a man who had a combined two wins last year, the owner of, for the win, Mr. Matt Edwards. Welcome, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me, man. (laughs) Matt, I have to say, I was a little surprised when I got your message today requesting to come on the show. I mean, I've said it once, said it twice, said it a thousand times, coming on this show, like swimming with Jaws. You got to be on your A game. Are you ready? (laughs) Are you ready for the gentleman's lounge tonight? Sure, I got a feeling. Is Justin Cook around? Is he around? Oh, he's around. Oh, <laughs> all right. All, all right, right cool. so. Cool. First thing I want to touch on, and I think it's thing in front, you know, all other 15 owners in the league's mind is, is Matt, your team name is for the win. After last season, I think we all have to say we want to propose changing the team's name to for the loss. What's your thought? <laughs> I don't know if they'll fly, dude. I don't. I don't think so. Think, <laughs> uh, you can't lose a mantra like that, man. Like that's... I, 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 I think we have. I think we have Michael Barkley on uh, Mr. Switchblade, as I know him. Barkley, what's your oh, thoughts no on for, Barkley? What's your thoughts on for the loss? Kind of catchy, right? I like it. I think it has a really good <laughs> ring to it. I mean, it it kind of does sound like an early two thousands emo band. You know, it would be. You know that type of vibe to it. So, yeah. Hey, that fits you perfectly, Edward. No, it doesn't. That's not who I am at all. Not at all. All right. So, so Matt, I want you to tell us a little bit about who you are. You came in the first season. Your first season in the league went all the way to the championship game. Kind of shocked everyone. <laughs> we voted you Rookie of the Year. You played me in the championship game. Had a heartbreaking loss due to beast mode coming on. And then the next season, we got all these questionable moves like trading off DeMarco Murray for Doug Martin in a move that shocked mm-hmm. the whole league and mm-hmm. almost sparked a few riots. And then you cut <laughs> Doug Martin after claiming this was the guy that was going to have a huge season. You cut Doug Martin. He did have a huge season. <laughs> you would have been justified. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, you, you, know, you cut Doug Martin, made a trade with me later on for uh, David Johnson. And, of course, mm-hmm. David Johnson went on to be a top-five running back last season, but you cut David Johnson only to turn around and trade back for David Johnson from Casper. So <laughs> let's let's dig into this a little bit and tell us who you are now. Sure. Well, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I mean, I'm completely – I'll have to explain. Uh, so at the end of my rookie year, I guess – by the way, it's 
was anyone else competing for Rookie of the Year? Was that or was that just yes. one but the Yes, it was, it was down to you and Matt Human who only lost two games that year. Man, Matt's pretty solid, man. I, that's quite an accomplishment. I didn't even know that. Anyways, uh, I mean, ah, man. I So I knew DeMarco Murray that year was just going to be a one-year wonder, you know. Um, I didn't know he was going to be as good as he was either, you know, and I, I think I think my team pretty much rode him to the championship. They really did because, I mean, he was something something ridiculous. Like, uh, I can't remember how many points he got, but it was ridiculous. But I knew he was injured in the past. I knew he would get injured again, especially after he got let go and traded. So I right. saw it as an ample opportunity to take uh, control of it and uh, – you know, try to trade Casper, get him to get him to trade, which he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got Doug Martin, and then I had some. Uh, first of all, it was like a Middle Eastern riot once that happened. <laughs> I remember everybody was crazy. They had their stones out. They were ready to go burn me. We are, we are guilty of being a little passionate in this league. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like having to argue for the trade to go through. I remember having to like plead a case, which I thought was ridiculous. But anyways, um, it's just part of the charm. Yeah, I knew I knew that Martin would have a good year, but what happened after, between the point where me and Casper made the trade, I believe it was like mid July, and then what happened between then and August was Kelvin Benjamin went down, Jordy Nelson went down, you know. So I had all these guys on my roster who were really really solid guys. And um, they all got injured. And I, I think I traded Jordy before he got injured, but I had this feeling like he was – he was I didn't think he was going to get injured with ACL, but I felt like he was going to regress that year because of the development of uh, Cobb and, uh, you know, Eddie Lacy was doing his thing. Felt like passing would be a little bit less of a deal there. So, yeah, I mean, it was – I will say there was a lot of moves made last offseason in fear – and, like, overreactions on my part. Probably definitely a rookie mistake. Uh, I mean, in, in terms of uh, my past with fantasy, um, every league I've been in from 2009, I've won the championship up to 2013. And so none of them are keeper leagues, though. So, I mean, this is a brand-new venture for me, brand-new thing. So I think that had a lot to do with it where everyone else had a lot of experience and I was going back and forth and couldn't decide. I am stoked I got David Johnson back. I'm uh that's a huge part of why I got cooking this year. So I mean that's where I'm at, man. Uh yeah, I'll say I, half of those were stupid. But yeah. I I have to say, you know, I was I was well, first of all, I just want to get Barclay to jump in here because I know Barclay was pretty passionate when the trade went down between you and Casper. Oh wait. <laughs> That's right. Barkley wasn't even here. He was busy doing something. Someone even knows what he was doing. Barkley, just sit over there and be quiet. Anyways, I wanted to say that uh, I did draft you. I kicked Barkley out of my division. I drafted you mm-hmm. because of those questionable moves. Mm-hmm. I said, yes, no, I get here's it. two wins for me. But I did, I did get you into this division with the hopes that you brought your A game like you did in the first season. <laughs> yeah. That, that I, I, want, I want the rookie of the year, Matt Edwards, and I want him to bring it 
into the hashtag suck it Lonnie Hines division, and I want to go <laughs> down. Okay, Barclay, you've you've been in the corner long enough. Now you can jump in here with your comments about that trade. You mean in the closet. Now you two just, I think we've got Justin now on the line. You two just hold off a minute. I need to hear Barclay's thoughts on some of those trades. <laughs> <laughs> what trade again? Barclay, we're talking about the classic Doug Martin and DeMarco Murray trade. Yeah. Barclay, are you still on the phone? Uh, I think we've lost Barclay. All right. That's a major surprise. Yeah, yeah, that that doesn't surprise anyone. Um, all right, so we're going to move on without Barclay. Um, so you've always struck me as someone who's uh, kind of lets their actions speak for themselves. Is that a pretty pretty close to the mark there? Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is, of course, it doesn't fly, really fly in this league whenever you post two wins, because there's people like Justin Von Cook over here, the champ, <laughs> who's out to pick on everyone and out to make everyone recognize that he's got the gold. Absolutely. And so I just want to I want to get your uh, thoughts on some of the recent, uh, um, recent comments that the champ here has been making towards, for the win. Well, I think they're... I think they're somewhat absurd, you know. Um, look, I, I think I think my roster, and I mean, I know power rankings and all that, and we can get into that and whatnot. But hey, I feel like just, I just so you know, man, I didn't I didn't rank you as the uh, the worst team in the league. I actually ranked I uh, Joe Wright as the worst team in the league, followed by Lonnie Hines. Podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast, so of course Lonnie Hines. Good man, be there. So yeah, um, but uh, you know, I mean. I feel, for me, I do feel like some of it is warranted, obviously, only having two wins last year, especially after going out in such a fashion that I did the first year. Um, at the same time, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a new season. I feel like the – I'll say this. In terms of in terms of trades, in terms of where the roster is, I think for the win set, I don't think you're going to see any trades from me anymore. Um I got. Wait, I got. No more. No more trades. That for the whole year for you? No, no, not for the whole year, but for this off season. It, at least for the time where everything's up in the air. That's, that was my mistake last year. I, I was going to say know. you're a bold. You're a bold man if you're swearing off trades for the rest of the season. <laughs> no, not all at right. all. But you know, I, I, I already. Think, I was. Oh my gosh, Mr. Cook. No, I. I will say, I will say it's very calculated for me this season. I I went out, I got what I needed in a running back, got a solid running back core with Johnson Spirit, David Johnson. David Johnson, by the way, is one of the best kick returners in the league last year. So I'm basically getting two players for the price of one and one roster spot. And then obviously Kelvin Benjamin coming back from this ACL with John Brown, that wide receiver duo is amazing. So for me, I'm I'm very solid on 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 those guys, and obviously quarterback and tight end are, are question marks right now, but everything else is pretty solid. I'm, I feel like and tight end's kind I'm of a question gonna... mark on on almost everyone's teams. Yeah. Edward, Edward, can you hear me? Yes, I can. 
I don't think I heard of any of those players on your team. Are you serious, dude? Come on. Whatever. Kelvin who? Benjamin, man. Never heard of him. He went 1,008 yards in his rookie year. What was that David uh, guy's name again? Sorry? What was that David guy's name again? David Johnson? Yeah, never heard of him. Did he come up from the minor league? Sorry, running back for the Arizona Cardinals, dude. Yeah, that's Kiwi football, brother. (laughs) You're not going to win anything with that roster. Dude, no. Of, of course, of course, you haven't heard of any of the fucking players. You don't even understand fantasy football to begin with. <laughs> no, I don't know whose voice just said that comment about me, but I'm the champ. Nobody gets the talk. What's that? The champ What's that? Cal- who's Calvin Johnson? Who's Calvin Johnson? Who's DeMarco Murray? I don't even know who that is. What's that? <laughs> Wait, is he? Is he a? Is he a left wing in hockey? I have no idea. What the fuck is that? What, what, what game are we playing? I, I just happened to come in. You know what you are, Cook? You're the fucking guy that just sits there, jumps into a league, and happens to randomly put together a team of like, oh, this guy looks like he has a cool name. I'm going to do this. And then you have a fluke win for one season and suddenly think you think you're the shit. You're the NCAA March Madness bracket champion on Yahoo that goes, I don't even watch basketball. I just decided that it looked fun because everybody was doing it. And then you fluke win, and you think you're the shit. You don't even now, know anything. Now, real quick, I wanted to touch on this because a lot of people have said this about Justin's championship went last year. A lot of people have said he beat a couple of cupcake teams and had the title basically handed to him. Um, Matt, hmm. Marshley, let's get your guys' thoughts on Justin's championship win real quick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you unmute me, Bronson? Because I was just muted through that entire thing. And I just muted you again. <laughs> I my my thought is this: I, I think yet again his comments about uh, my team. I, I didn't know who Justin Cook was before last year, so I mean, <laughs> nobody um, did. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I don't know, man. He he put together a solid roster. I don't. He put together a solid roster through trades with his daddy. And little brother. So, so in reality, if there is like a crazy like who that happened with me and Casper last summer, Ross, should happen you this year. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Justin, how do you keep breaking through my muting? <laughs> because I'm the champ. You can't mute the champ. Oh my gosh! All right, Justin, tell us about your championship win. We all think it was a fluke. You beat a couple of nobodies. You beat a couple cupcakes. You got Matt Human, who scores like, right. the least amount of points in any championship game in the history of the league, and somehow you win the title. Let's put everything in perspective. First off, the champion is the champion. It doesn't matter who he plays. The champion can do nothing but oh, play the players Lord. ahead of him. That's it. Secondly, I won the championship with four starters injured and still was able to pull off all those wins and win the championship. So you might say the best team lost the first round on a fluke or whatever, but the fact of the matter is, whoever was in front of me, I just continued to win. Secondly, my team has always been good. It's not like I come out of the dust like Barclay or Edwards rolling around with these stupid teams that suck and put up like 180 points every week. Look back through the league history. I'm consistently always in the top as far as scoring totals go. 
per week or, you know, as the season goes on or whatever. You look up how many points the team puts up, I'm always in the top three. Yeah, look at the win. Look at the win, too. Last year, I think, I was 9-7, and seven, and then I ended up winning. I the think playoffs. the year before that, you only had four wins, so. No, no, no. <laughs> no, the year before that, I think I was 11 wins, possibly, and two. The year before that, I went, like, 6-7, and seven, which is a fluke, ridiculous. I had the second most points in the entire league put together, and I only had six wins and missed the playoffs. It's pathetic. Every year before that, I made the playoffs and finished, like, third or fourth. Well, it's that's good, all well and good, Justin. It's a good thing that all of this is recorded on, like, phones, because if this had any type of microphone, I don't know if they make a stand that shrinks low enough to reach your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, Barclay, whenever we meet and our flat bet goes on, I'm going to slap your mouth off your face and you're going to be walking around on it the rest of your life. You're going to be hanging so out. Bronson, if we can just for a second, I have a proposition for for this flat bet that I haven't talked about yet. All right, but, well, let's hear uh, it. We're, we're gonna the gentleman's lounge is the perfect. Okay. So we're so as, as of this flat bet, it's you know basically whoever has the most wins at the end of the season, right, the, right. the loser gets slapped. But as some of you may know, I'm actually bringing a music festival out to Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh no way! So what I haven't told about this slap bet is that the slap will occur on stage. Oh man. Oh, oh man. This just this just got this just got real. <laughs> so the only the only dilemma I think is isn't your music festival coming in June or July of this year? No. No it's April April of next year. Okay, so the season will be over so I get to slap you in front of people. Yep, we're we're going to have we're going to have a full out slap in front of a full crowd of people on stage as a main event spectacle. You know, okay. this could this could this could actually generate a lot of trades to go Barclays way this year. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't make a difference anyway. <laughs> Anybody who trades with me that's listening to this, I'll give you free passes to come on stage with me. And meet whatever the bands are. I'll give you mean grease, backstage passes. Let's make some deals. Let's make it happen because I want to slap the piss out of Justin now, Cook in front of now, thousands of people. Now, these are the kind of deals that I like. <laughs> Barclay, I'll bring my step stool out to that stage, and I'm going to jump off of it and overhand slap you in the face so hard you're going to get knocked to the ground. They may have to reinforce the stage, actually, from the impact from this thing. Can we, now, can we raise it to, like, someone gets hit with a guitar? Can, can that happen? <laughs> I, I think that would be very solid. Now, now of course, we've got the uh, the live draft coming up this year where we're going to try and do the first ever in-person live draft for the league. Um, Edwards, um, are you going to be able to make it out for the draft? I know Barkley's planning on making it in, and I've talked to Brad, and uh, I think him and Alex Poe were planning on flying out for it. You know, I really, I really want to. I'm, I'm trying to figure out life right now. So my wife is pregnant with our first child. So right, I'm trying to figure that out. But uh, I tell you, I really do because I enjoy playing with you guys. I think it'd be cool to meet you guys in person. Haven't met yet. So um, you know, the what I my pitch to the wife would be, hey, I can't Barclay this up. Okay, I'm gonna be there. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you, but... you guys are also talking about, like, look, let's look at my records. How consistent have I been since I've gotten into this league? Like the, last year, the last year that we had, that I had, I literally didn't set lineups for half the year because, I, you know, I was doing things like life and building a company. That no, 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 no. This is oh. fantasy football, Michael Barkley. <laughs> fantasy football. You can't make excuses like I was living life. Fantasy football is life, Michael Barkley. I disagree with that, but, you know, you no, guys no, no, no. Your, you guys can have your aspirations and your dreams with, uh, with that championship. Well, no, 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 no. I'm going I'm to say this. Like, the rookie year, I executed three moves during that football season. I moved from Knoxville, Tennessee, down to Florida, just south mm-hmm. of Orlando. This past year, while I was still competing at a very low level, I moved three more times from various places in Florida back up to Indiana. So I think you can balance both life and football and kill Trevor, both. Trevor Cook has like six kids, works a factory job, and has a wife and still plays fantasy football. I don't think anybody has more has less time on their hands than Trevor Cook. You'd be surprised. But anyways, let's get into uh, early projections for this year. This was something that uh, um, Matt wanted to touch on on the show. And uh, um, now, Matt, are you wanting to talk early projections for the lead? Oh, I'm, I'm talking, okay, first of all, I mean, just think about the repercussions of what happened today, right? So, right. I mean, this past week, right? Well, there's actually a couple of big things happened today, right? I mean, there was Josh Norman yeah. uh, becoming a free yeah. agent, which was pretty huge, and the Eagles yeah. and Browns trade, which was insane. Insane. And so when you think about it, in terms of our league and how that trickles down, is, you know, you have Stephen Casper, who everyone automatically assumes is going to take Ezekiel Elliott with number one right. pick. Right. And everyone assumes that it's going to be Carson Wentz that the Eagles take with number two. But what if they take Elliott, Right? right, probably one of the best rookies out there. But when they take Elliot, Elliot goes onto a running back committee, which makes him complete crap and garbage for fantasy right. football. Right, in time um, with Ryan Matthews. I yeah, I actually have. Uh, I was talking to Trevor today, and Trevor was saying that he doesn't think there's any way the Eagles go quarterback. Um, you know, Barclays from Philly. You know, he may have some more insight on this, but they've got fifty million dollars wrapped up in uh, Bradford and their backup. Yeah, it makes that's, no sense. That, that's a lot of money to have wrapped up in two quarterbacks who, you know, you're just planning on drafting another rookie who you're going to have to pay a lot of money to. Um, there's no there's no way the Eagles draft a quarterback. They're stupid enough that they're no. going to give – they're going to go draft something like another wide receiver or something idiotic. Personally, personally I think they got spooked on – uh, the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys probably convinced them that they were going to draft Elliott at four, and they were like, no, this is this is our guy. This is the guy we want, and they're trading up to get him. Um, hey, so I, I have a crazy story, actually. Okay. So uh, I live in Central Indiana, work at Best Buy, do cell phone contracts there. One day, this massive dude walks in. He has an NFL scouting combine t-shirt on. And I asked him, I was like, dude, are you, are you playing the combine? He was a cowboy scout, and what he told me was that there's no way that Ezekiel Elliott gets past him. This was prior to the trade, right? And that's what he told me. So I mean, I'm I'm full believing that. I'm full believe that the Eagles trade up to get ahead of him. Yeah, and I I think I think that's true. I 
the, the quarterback scenario just doesn't make sense. But I always thought, no. if for some reason, Elliott fell past the Cowboys, he fell past the Eagles, I thought he would wind up on the Chicago Bears. I didn't think there was any way he made it past the Bears. No, yeah, I would agree. Well, I mean, and, and you think about this too, though. And so you look at Casper, right? He's sitting there with one, and then he has number four after that, right, or something like right. that? Right, right. So, so if if the, the draft becomes a total crapshoot in terms of good landing spots for running backs, who's he going to take? Like, none of the guys are worth it. Yeah, if they land if, in crappy situations. If that scenario happens and Elliott goes to a running back by committee team, um, I think at that point he kind of, it depends on what happens with uh, Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry becomes the number one guy if he lands on a team like, I don't know, Chicago or something. Um, but if Derrick Henry gets wrapped up in a similar situation, I think the, the, first, the number one pick is kind of worthless. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think at that point top five picks are worthless. You're not going to get a rookie that's going to make an immediate impact at all. You know, it's just going to be. Well, this, this is something. This is something we've been debating for weeks now about the the worth of draft picks. And I know, I know Justin has uh, is pretty low on uh, draft picks. I mean, like he doesn't have a high opinion of them at all. Um, I, you know, I traded up. I tr- traded a guy I was going to cut anyways to move up into the top five with uh, Michael Davis. And mm-hmm. I mean. I'm always one of those guys that if the you know a trade's there and you know I'm going to take it. The, the Ogletree trade to move up to the top five, it was there. And like I said, I wasn't keeping Ogletree, so it made sense to move up into the top five. Gave me another tool to work with and trade. But um, um, I, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. Like I don't really have a high opinion of draft picks, especially this year. I think yeah. next year when you've got like Nick Chubb and you've got Leonard Fournette sitting there in the draft, I think all of a sudden uh, draft picks are worth their weight in gold. Mm-hmm. But th- this year especially, they, they just don't have the, the running backs or wide receivers really in there that that uh, really are like catching your eye or, or inspiring fear in your opponents if you get them or anything. Well, I think I think there's a lot of value this year if you look at it into rounds like two and three of the actual NFL draft, or even even late round picks. Like uh, I could, Carolina's going to be an interesting place because I think I've looked at. I'm a huge Panthers fan, so anything Panthers, I'm all about it. But uh, I, I've looked at what they're doing, and uh, it really looks like they're leaning either towards Derrick Henry or Will Fuller with that pick. And either one of those guys on that team, I think, could be explosive. I really guys, do. It's, guys, real quick, let's talk, and this is something Matt brought up, let's talk Casper Curse. Because let's assume the worst happens, because with Casper, <laughs> it usually does. <laughs> so let's, let's just all assume that the worst happens and Elliot goes to a, a running back by committee team. Who does Casper take? Let's, let's go around the table here. We'll start with Justin. Justin, who does Casper take with that pit? Well, I think Casper's an idiot, and so instead of trying to move out of that pick and trading it to someone else, I still think he probably goes with Elliot, rolls the dice, <laughs> sees if he, can, if he can make it out of there, number one running back. But uh, that's amazing. All right, Barkley, what do you what do you think? What do you does uh, does Casper trade out of it? Uh, does he take another running back? What's what's his uh, path here if Elliot goes to a running back by committee team? I think he tries to trade out of it, honestly. Well, he's certainly been busy with trades. 
Um, he usually, I, don't he only know, has, I don't even think he knows what his team is anymore. Yeah, I don't think I don't. That, I don't think anyone else knows who his team is either. I mean, hey, he out everybody with else team. would panic too if they were in a division of three cooks. I mean, the guy's trying <laughs> to tread water here. Oh my gosh! But it's backfiring in his face because he doesn't have a team. He just has a bunch of draft picks with nobody is clear to draft who's going to make an impact in their first year in the NFL. Well, I've said many times Trevor wins that division this year, but <laughs> but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Matt, what do you say Casper does? Is he going to trade out of it? Maybe get uh, Derek Henry, or is he going to go in a completely different route? I'm going to take a completely different angle here because I've been watching the off-season trends. I've been watching what teams are trending. And, and in terms of of our draft, we can draft veterans, right? Right, right. And so I'm thinking about Hugh Jackson. I'm thinking about what he said. I think Casper goes all out and gets RG3 from the Browns, just, you know, expecting 2012. But in reality, 2013 will happen again. So that's my that's my two cents. <laughs> now, Casper has been down the RG3 road again. I, I personally blame uh, Casper for the demise of RG3's career. Um, <laughs> I had Archie three his rookie year, and he dominated one rookie of the year and was on the road to winning championships and being a great quarterback. And then he goes to Casper's team, gets tagged with the Casper curse, and is now a laughing stock of the NFL. <laughs> I so, hope Edward's scenario plays out here and he does draft RG three with the first pick and he just gets benched after the first couple of games. And if he does draft RG3, it'll be one of the greatest moments in the history of this league. I'm going to go an entire di- a whole different route with all of this, but uh, I think that Casper is going to trade everything for a new suit. A new suit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've been trying to get him to put up his gentleman's portrait. And uh, he he keeps he keeps dancing around it. He's told me now that he'll only do it if he gets the month of December in the calendar and stuff. And, oh. and uh, I I think the guy just doesn't own a suit. I'm I'm with Barkley here. I think he's I think he's scrambling trying to find him some uh, some decent clothing. You know what? I'm currently offering him a trade right now. I'm gonna trade him some of my ties and teach him how to tie them appropriately for all of his picks. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so um, uh, something I wanted to, to ask you guys all. Uh, we just recently did a mock uh, rookie draft in the league. Um, I think only one defensive player was taken by all the owners in our mock draft. Do you guys think that changes much on draft day, or do you think, uh, do you think that's about right? It depends on what veterans are available. I don't. I don't see anybody being a Von Miller in this year's draft. I mean, in but reality, I think, I, I think right now we have. I think the highest ranked linebacker, and I don't know if he'll still be in there come draft day. I think we got the number eighteen linebacker currently sitting in free agency. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, like I, last year we had some decent talent sitting in there, um, but I, you know, I don't know how many defensive players went in the first round last year. Yeah. I don't, I don't recall any going in the first round that I can remember. No. And I don't think it happens again this year. 
I, I think I took Jonathan Cyprian with uh, uh, the, little, like pick the last the, pick in the first. And I think it, no, I think I took him with the first pick in the second. Um, I, it may have been the first or the last pick in the first, but I know I took yeah. Jonathan Cyprian, um, and then I maybe went Allen Robinson in the second round. Not really sure, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we we had some talent in there last year with the veterans, but. It was just it's it's something that's been interesting that's been uh, been on my mind wondering about the defensive players because I think this draft is actually pretty deep with defensive players, but everyone oh, definitely is. But I don't know if you take a defense if you can justify taking a defensive player in the first round, uh, considering uh, how many how valuable like a a top rated uh, running back or wide receiver is. Mm. And you know, well, last year, you know, we, uh, last year we had a lot of guys out of nowhere, like Rawls and uh, David Johnson and stuff. It just you know came out of nowhere, and they were, you know, elite running backs last year. Devontae Freeman. Well, mm. it wasn't really his rookie year last year, but okay. Right, right, but it came <laughs> out of nowhere. I mean, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Year before, I mean, yeah, right. Well, I, I don't know. I'll say this. I'll say this is uh, with the defensive side of the ball, it gets so iffy, anyways, because you got. You got guys who are essentially third stringers and nickel cornerbacks that are going to outperform, you know, your shut, shut down ones and twos. And so, I mean, like, I feel like there is that little bit, no matter how much you look at stats and how much you look at, uh, I mean, I know I, I love pro football focus, for example, uh, you know, just, just going in and, and looking at stats and analyzing things. And, like, the fact of the matter is, though, it's like, the guys that you're going to pay big name for on the defensive side of the ball typically aren't going to get you what you need anyways. And so it's just all hype, I feel like, on the defensive side. I feel like you can get those guys in waiver pickups and just make it work, you know? Right. Yeah. Now, uh, before we before we get off of the, uh, the podcast here, something I wanted to go around and talk to everyone about is let's, let's all name someone who, uh, who this year we're determined to beat. All right, I want I want to know who you're who you're looking forward to just beating down the most. All right, Edwards, we'll start with you. Who are you looking oh. to beat down the most? I don't even know if I play them this year. I might. I don't know, but uh, it's the Firebush himself, Mr. Justin Cook. You know, I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta get it going. You know, so I cannot take the crap that I've been taking and not do something. So. Like I said, I don't know if I play them this year, but whenever we do meet, my absolute A game plus like another sixty-two percent, so at least one hundred sixty-two percent is going in that game. So just <laughs> uh, coming after coming after the champ, I like it. All right, Barkley, who is it? Who's the guy you're looking forward to beating the most this season? Uh, obviously, Michael Davis. Justin Cook's not even on my radar. I really don't give a shit about him. As much as he talks shit, that's all it is. Always about, I have the championship. I have the championship. I'm so awesome. No one gives a fuck. So, Michael Davis. I'm going to take him out like nobody's business, and then I will be the only Michael. And I get to change his name on his team, and I get to pick his lineup and completely destroy him for a game. Now, if you if you rename his team... Uh... Have you had any thought as to what you're going to rename his uh, his team? Uh, probably something along the lines of the the pre the prepubescent uh, you know 
baby faces or something like that. You know, <laughs> the beards, the, the manly beards, like, we get it. You have a beard. Everybody has a beard these days. It's kind of the trend. So way to follow the fucking, like, you know, everybody and the lemmings and all that kind of stuff. But he just, he needs to be taken down a notch. Like, he, the kid's got a decent team, and he had a couple years that he did well. But it's time for him to just get knocked down. <laughs> Justin, you might want to keep it down. I keep hearing you cry in the background, so if you can, just keep it down, Justin. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> um, I think I think we have Christian on the line. So Christian, um, let's uh, let you jump in here. We're we're going around. And we're talking about the one team that we we are determined to beat this year. Who are you looking forward to beating the most this year? Oh, All right. Good question. Um. Probably you, I'd say. Probably you, because you know what's going to happen. No, I don't. You've never been. <laughs> you know what's going to happen at least once. No, you know, I don't. You, I don't know that, and no one else in this yeah. league knows that either. You know what's going to happen. And, and Phoenix is coming for the Yelva City. Watch out. And Wait, I, I, I tell you what, Christian, like, I, I, I have no issues with you. You and I have made some pretty awesome trades and, you know, obviously some controversial ones too, but that was the weakest smack talk I have ever heard in my life. And Christian, <laughs> Christian's muted. Christian, you're never going to beat me. We all know it. No one in this league believes it when you say, oh, I'm going to beat Bronson. I've got Eddie Lacy. No one cares. No one cares. I've got Latavius no. Murray. I've got Lamar Miller. I've got Le'Veon Bell. I've got Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. I could go on all day. You're never going to beat me. Moving all on can, now. All I can hear is Zach Ryder going, woo, 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 winning a Intercontinental Championship and then getting beat the very next night. <laughs> uh, Christian is Zach Ryder. What a great, what a great comparison. Um, now, Justin, I'm going to let you jump in now. Who is the one guy that you're looking forward to beating this year? Boston, the champion goes last. We're going to hear yours first. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So the one person I'm looking forward to beating this year, I'm looking forward to facing uh, probably Joe Wright. Yeah, that's the, that's the guy. He ended the, the, the perfect season. He ended my perfect streak. And so payback's coming. Joe knows it. I send him messages every day. I'm counting down the days, you know. Uh, it, yeah, this this season Joe's going down, and he gets to face me twice, which is uh, you know bad for Joe. It's an easy two wins for me. I'm predicting another perfect uh, run in my division, another six wins. So, all right, that's mine though. Uh, Justin, who is your pick? Who's the guy no, you're looking forward to beating the most? No one cares. I'll first interject that Joe Wright has the best gentleman's portrait of all time. I vote him as. He's got to be Mr. January, front and center. His Kingslayer <laughs> picture in his bathrobe. I, I was actually thinking February for the month of love. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's got put the, him there, actually. He's, he's got that's the brilliant. Zach Galifianakis thing going on, you know? <laughs> you, you know, that's actually the first photo I've ever seen of the man. And it's just a fitting way to see somebody for the first time in their bathrobe with a... <laughs> It, it little booze in a glass, cheering himself for destroying Bronson in the playoffs. It, it can't get any better than that. If he does change his team name, the only thing players. that excites me these days 
because I already know I'm going to run the table and win my division, and I already know that I'm going to win the championship again. The only thing that really excites me is I want to see Bronson lose his division so I can draft him into my division next season and stomp a mud hole in him for the rest of his fantasy football career. Oh, geez, Justin, if you <laughs> ever... Seeing as that's not going to happen this year, my goal ever draft is to keep Casper winless in the division. Justin, if you ever draft me into your division, it'll be the worst mistake you ever make. We all know you'll immediately lose your division, and I'll rename it hashtag suck it Justin Cook. <laughs> You've never beat me in anything, so I'll talk up two easy wins. Justin, like, I've literally beat you in every game we've ever played. You want to play a game of Pokemon? I'll beat you in Pokemon. <laughs> you can't beat me in anything. Okay, nerd. Let's let's get back on track, you fucking children. <laughs> All right. Um, so we we went around the table. Um, you know, guys, I believe that's going to do it for tonight. Um, you know, everybody, thanks for calling in. Um, and I will see everyone next week right here on the Gentleman's Lounge. That's the...